minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 136. And my name is Josh Jansen. And you don't normally talk like that, but it's either the delay that's making you do that or the pizza, the high amounts of pizza you're eating. It's it's the it's the delay. I feel like that we're um, with me being on an island. This is um, day two of us broadcasting from me, not just being remote, but being remote, remote, in the sense of uh, being on a small island. It, it does feel a little bit like I am on the moon, and <laughs> and I'm I'm doing some form of Q and A for NASA. Can you please give me an update of how much data? Because yesterday it was eight gigabytes of data for the rest of the week. Do we have an update? Well, now this is the problem. The the uh, Vodafone, which is what we're <coughs> what we're using here, they have a Vodafone app that you can keep track of all these things. Mm. Unfortunately, the Vodafone app requires you to download it through the Italian app store. So I draw the line (laughs) at that. I'm not going to the effort of getting either one, uh, like an iTunes gift card from Italy to set up my account or two, open up an Italian bank account. So we don't know. We're we're, uh, we're cowboying it at the, the highest level. Good. You know, I love a, a good rodeo and uh, I'm currently on a bucking bull. So where I am <laughs> right now is I left my office because it was raining heavily and the roof was making a lot of noise. And I thought, all right, I've got to get into the car because then I can jet off straight after we finish the podcast to pick up Bodie. And I've got into the car and it started pissing down 10 times harder. So I apologize if you can hear like a, the pitter patter of, of the raindrops on the roof. But um, maybe you like that. Maybe it's sending You'll you to sleep right now. Of, yeah, well, it's the pitter-patter from the the raindrops for you and it's the, the more of a sort of a gushing sound for me because I'm next to the, uh, the hotel spa and they have a constant sort of stream. But this is the perfect time. It's like, a, what is it, se- seven, 7 o'clock in the morning, something like that here in... In Italy, I should know the time. I literally, I have Melbourne time still on <laughs> my computer. It's three fifty-four p.m. in uh, in Melbourne, and it's f- so there you go. It's five minutes to uh, five minutes to eight a.m. There's something about that though, because I when I was traveling, I left. Yeah, I had my computer on Australian time, and it's something nice knowing the time back home. And, and it makes you either feel like you've got more left of your day or if you're just getting started and you start thinking about everyone back at home or, you know, Tommy's probably putting Bodie to bed right now. This, this is nice. Isn't it weird? Like, the world is really strange when you think about it like that. The um, the delay was so bad yesterday that we um, Bree has, has given me sort of a hard out in regards to when I need to have this podcast done because yesterday I spent half an hour, 40 minutes after the podcast going through and removing the like three second uh, silence every single time we'd finished a, um, a sentence. So this time I'm trying to see what it, what it sounds like, how shit it sounds if I don't edit the, um, the silences. So 
hi at the daily talk show.com if you have feedback is it really annoying i don't know but i think well, probably it is we've got not much option but dude i i was thinking before i'm so fucking pumped for you to be back and us to have our podcasting studio so if you are listening hang on because josh will be back he's not just living in europe for the rest of his existence um i might be but, back i might be back yeah. no, i'll be i'll be back Oh, we're actually doing something pretty exciting. We're meeting in Los Angeles, and I want to put it out there so that we yeah. make it happen. Um, I'm. It's around mm-hmm. October, so you know I'm actually going to miss my mum's seventieth birthday, and I and like that's how that's how much I appreciate the day. Who's going to film it? <laughs> I'm not there to film it. You're not there to film it. Who's going to be filming? It? Well. She's not having a party, so I will be able to call her and tell her oh, really? okay. that I love her. Great. And um, happy 70th. Yep. And thanks for bringing me into the world. But, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, you and I will be in LA doing the podcast for a whole week. Um, and I'm fucking excited about that. But I'm also upset that I'll... Yeah, we'll get um, Matt Diavella, Matt Diavella on the, the podcast who does the Ground Up show. So in the meantime, if you haven't listened to the Ground Up show... He, uh, he interviews super interesting people. Uh, Matt made the documentary, documentary Minimalism, which is awesome. It's on Netflix. And he's also just a, a top bloke. And the funniest story that I love when Matt tells it is when he got sued for like $8 million for, for, for making, making a video about a company when he was like Yeah, it's a bit different 21. when you... Um, so, yeah. When they, when they sue you and you don't have $8 million bucks sucked in. <laughs> sucked um, in bro sucked in so Bodie's Bodie's um, in this stage where he's um, oh, he's actually it's amazing how kids are manipulators from day one and I don't think and like it, there's no malice involved when they're young because it's like it's about their wants and if they want something <laughs> not until they're they teens will... is there any malice <laughs> yeah exactly so Bodie from very young age is like you know, he he he'll want to get up into your arms if it means that he will be able to get closer to the light switch. So I mean, the manipulation is very basic. It's not manipulating for money purposes, <laughs> like adults might or uh, relationships. But nonetheless, he he has manipulated me many a times to get what he wants. But I was thinking, like, there's a such a link between that and as you get older and thinking that you can get away with stuff with older people. And what you say, like, and I don't think, I mean, yes, it is lying, but there's also the the just spinning stories to adults so that you think that they're just taking in and going, oh, okay, I believe that. And um, I've done a lot of this in my life, a lot when I was younger, when I was that teenager. I, th- I think that there's a... Um I thought where you were going with it was the obsession with light switches because Bodhi's going to go from turning the lights on to being a 50-year-old telling all the kids to turn the fucking lights off. (laughs) Mate, I caught Bodhi at the front door using the keys and trying to just put them into the crack of the door for a good 15 minutes. Mate, I I let him go. (laughs) It was great. I was just sitting on the couch and he was loving it so I didn't interrupt him. But... Um, I was telling Amy this story the other day about... It, it was a time that I fucking pulled the wool over. Well, I thought I pulled the wool over p- some police officers' eyes and uh, and spun them this story that was ridiculous. And I'll tell you I'll tell you the story and you tell me if it's 
ridiculous or not, all right? Uh, this involved a few of my compadres, i.e. James, who you know, our mate James, and a um, bunch of the our other mate, boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, so my grandpa, when he came back from the war, he lived in this place called the Chevron. The Chevron is this hotel. It was an old hotel, this big building on St Kilda Road in Melbourne. And um, there used to be a nightclub underneath. And funnily enough, I actually knew some of the bouncers from the gym. This like It had closed, but they used to tell me, yeah, I used to work at the Chevron. It was a really rough nightclub next to the Alfred Hospital in Melbourne. And so for years, the Chevron was um, just abandoned. So they closed the hotel down and they closed the nightclub. And I reckon it would have been a good 10 years, 12 years, maybe more, that there was nothing going on there. So it had just become like um, derelict and there was homeless people living in there and graffiti all over the walls of it. And so we were like, fuck, we have to go in there and investigate (laughs) what's going on and so we ended up going and, and there was like a, a gate a fence around it so there was a gate that was open so clearly it wasn't trespassing we just walked in if you leave the gate open not trespassing um, so we, we we ended up going into this Chevron building and we took a bunch of tools we had mag lights we had um, like a crowbar we had hammers not sure what we we're going to do with it all but um, it made sense to carry all this equipment into this abandoned building and we explored this thing it was like five levels it was so much fun we were like kicking in doors pretending that we were like covert operatives um raiding a building and it was i mean the 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 dark side of it was a lot of heroin addicts were, were using it um as like i was gonna ask about that was so there were a lot of squatters and things like that yeah well I mean, there was pretty much no one there when we were there a lot of the time. And, and so on the walls, though, there was this, like, creepy handwriting of these weird messages of people who were off their face. And there was, like, some rooms had, like, shit all over the grounds. So there was that dark side, but then there was this, like, old ballroom and, you know, like a massive um, disco ball up up in the ceiling. Like, old glasses still from the nightclub and... The bathrooms were, you know, some of them were quite well kept. Everything derelict though, like, but just, just, just aging. And anyway, this one door we saw that was closed and we were doing this thing because we were playing a lot of computer games at the time. And so my friend's like, all right, I'm going to front kick the door and then we're going to raid the room. Like we're just having fun, and so my friend front kicks it, and we all had like um, going to raid the room. What what is what what was raiding the room actually going to look like? Were you going? Were you holding the hammers? Were you like what yeah, was, yeah, what was yeah, well, what's a we, raid when we, you're just a couple of dudes in a room? We were holding the hammers, and um, it was just like you know how you see people like uh, SWAT team have guns and they're like secure the perimeter or they go into a room like this is clear. And so we, Mate, we, I did this every Saturday morning when I was <laughs> when I had black cargo pants and a plastic gun as a kid. Yeah, remember? I would so go this around was, the house. This was a little bit more uh, real. I mean, still no guns involved, but we kicked in this door. Well, my mate kicked in the door, and there was a guy in there, and we're like, "Fucking!" We froze, and we clearly didn't have these things in our hands because they were weapons. Because we shot ourselves and ran ended up running down into the nightclub and this was like four stories up and so we had to go down to the bottom floor and as we're going down 
the stairs, we looked out one of the windows to the back of the building and we saw cops coming into the building. And so we're fucking shitting ourselves. And we, so we ended up running down into the nightclub area. And the nightclub area was like pitch black. So we had a few torches. We managed to get through. One of the things, this is why you don't explore old buildings, because we worked out that we had been walking around a room that had a massive hole in the ground. And we had just not seen it or walked in that area until we were running through with the torches. So luckily we didn't fall into the, the massive cavity that was on the dance floor. If the hole anyway, won't get you, the asbestos will anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that could still come years later. But anyway, we got yeah. to this point where it was like this broken Good tease, wind. good tease. Bro- <laughs> Very morbid, dark tease, but still a tease. Could, could be a 10-year tease that I'm, uh, <laughs> that's currently playing out. <laughs> um, so there was this broken window, and I was with maybe four of us, and we had a the bunch of tools and mag lights and crowbars and shit. And so what we did was we didn't have time for all of us to get out. And so we boosted up two of the people that were with us to get out this broken window and take all the tools. Cause they're like, if they find us and they see us with all this shit in our backpack, they're going to be like, you got, what the fuck's going on here? So anyway, we got two of the people out and then we ended up just walking up to the entrance where they were like the the where they were coming in and we said um we like gave ourselves up basically but before before i um before we 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 gave ourselves up i came up with an elaborate story which i thought they're going to totally believe this and the story was that we were at pran station and it was just me and these two other guys and um all of a sudden these Oakley Wogs. That was a gang back then. I'm not being insensitive. <laughs> they called themselves Wogs. <laughs> so I said, tell them that the Oakley Wogs chased us and we ran because they were they tried to roll us, which was a big thing back then. People were getting rolled for their mobile phones, 3310s. And I said, the Oakley Wogs were, were chasing us and we ran down here and we came in this entrance because we saw it was a way to get away from them. And they, and so we told the cops this. And all I remember is that they were... They, they didn't tell us whether they believed it or not, but they were like, all right, well, I guess you guys, you got to go. you got to get out of here. You can't come back. And so in my mind, it was a maybe perfect... There isn't an, maybe there isn't an African uh, gang problem at all. Maybe it's just little shits like you t- saying that these African gangs uh, <laughs> are chasing them into buildings. Maybe they don't. Maybe th- these African gangs that are being spoken about uh, in Melbourne don't even exist. Maybe it's, it's crea- Maybe it's completely created by the Tommy Jacket of 2018. <laughs> just yeah, we got chased. Who were they? Oh, it was African gang. I mean, the, I mean, we put the Oakley Wogs in it. It's fucked. It is. Oh, it's, it's good point. Good point. So, sorry for any Oakley Wogs listening. Uh, I threw you under the bus, and it got us out. Um, but just an update: that guy who that was in the building that we stormed the room, he ended up getting caught as well, and he was the one that got in more trouble because he had a backpack on him too with all these tools in it because he was looking for copper to steal. looking for copper to steal like what I didn't even know like how old is this kid and how much money can you make off copper 
Well, there is people who go copper hunting. Like you can, I think, that, I don't know, you could look it up right now. How much do you get per kilogram, per kilogram of copper? There's like a, a place that you can take it to, scrap metal joint, per kilogram of copper. Anyway, I mean, you're doing what you can. Well, there was you're... a bunch of, in Rome, there was a bunch of um, build, a lot of the buildings, they've got these um, sort of indents where it sort of looks like there's just like big holes and um, what they're from is basically they, <laughs> I shouldn't go into history because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm shocking, but basically I think they used copper or some sort of metal within the buildings to keep them up. And then at some point throughout the years, throughout the centuries, they've, people have come and basically hammered out all of the metal because it was worth a bunch of money. And um, surprisingly, all the buildings are still actually intact. But yeah, when you see, I don't know, I think maybe the, um, was it the Colosseum, Breezer? I don't know. I, I feel like there was a few, there's a few iconic sort of areas in Rome where you'll see, when you see those holes, a lot of the time it's actually for that reason rather than it just sort of deteriorating. Someone's gone That's through funny. and your mate with his backpacks just gone through <laughs> getting all the copper. Did you believe my story that the Oakley Wogs had chased us into this building? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is really dark because there's defi- there would have definitely been an element of... Um, there's a racial bit to it, which is sort of you can look back in hindsight now and be like, you know, the 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 Aussie, oh, the good Aussie larrikin boys are being chased by the wogs, ah, oh, you know, like it's got a bit of that. But no, I think it's um very believable. That's good. Percent. Yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I actually, yeah, it's, I don't it's, know it's, if they did. I guess. Either way. <laughs> I, the, the thing is, like, what did the, what were the cops going to do anyway? Like, I find it interesting that that's where they were putting their time and energy. Maybe it yeah. was just because they knew that someone was going to fall through the fucking floor. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, there's a few fine details that I've left out that probably would incriminate me, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Wow. Um, Let's do word of the day now. Word of the day. um, We're trialing what people might notice with being in uh, this part of the world where the latency is pretty horrendous. Uh, we're, we're having longer monologues. So if we don't interrupt each other, it's because not because we're not interested. It's because whenever we interrupt each other, it sort of ruins the flow. But one thing that I was just yeah. going to point out, TJ, a little hack for people, because I'm not going to edit this one. If you use Pocket Cast, or even I think Overcast does this as well. You, I think it's called Overcast. Basically, there's a silence remove rem, removing feature in the podcast app so you can actually press the button and it just gets rid of all the silences so rather than just speeding up a podcast it just gets rid of all of that so people talk really quickly but I feel like this would be a good use case for that feature because there are those one second gaps between some bits that we're saying and you and I have had many um, conversations I'm digressing we've had many conversations about you not liking pauses in conversation so uh, that's a perfect app for you yeah actually that it's so true and i'm so triggered by this idea because tommy and i on early early episodes the probably the biggest pain point was 
I would always, I just wanted this certain cadence. I wanted this to be going bang, 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 bang. I didn't want there to be any sort of slow moments or silences. And um, this right now is forced, forced silences. But when I'm telling but, um, you about my dog who I, died. I do remember just a, a quick... <laughs> no, I just got to go quickly into a zinger straight after the, the dog story. But the um, actually what I was going to, um, uh, I, I've just been thinking about when doing this show, I should we should get um, Hamish on again at some point. You can tell this story. But I remember when Hamish was doing one of his shows, it may have been Business Brunch or something like that, he had a short stint in New York, which he's actually doing again real um, real soon. But basically, when he was away, they um, used an ISDN line to do the show remotely. And initially, it was going to be like, oh, yeah, he's um, just in studio or whatever. But when he got to New York, he realized how bad the... Um, uh, the quality of the ISDN line was, where they just had to basically say... Hamish is in New York and it was like I don't know if people big fans of Hamish and Andy will remember this you could hear the difference in the um, uh, the quality so that's what the only thing that's keeping me going is knowing how much respect we have for what the boys have done and it feels like this is just part of our part of our journey is having some episodes where we're remote and we we um, we play in this area so um, hundred percent. We've, uh, we've got to do I'll, it. Hopefully, we don't I'll, lose our yeah, whole on, audience. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, the the hardcore fans, uh, hashtag super fans, will uh, keep on listening. And um, if you are listening, send us an email. Hi, the Daily Talk Show. dot com. We we see people are still like we're still uh, creeping up in the numbers. We're growing, which is awesome. But I wonder. Um, it's always good to know people downloading and then listening all the way through or are they um, turning off? But um, word of the day, TJ, uh, yes. today's word is precarious. Can you describe what you think precarious means? Mm. God, this is, and we spoke about this as being one of the reasons why we wanted to do word of the day was because half the time when you are in a conversation, you could probably use some of these words but not truly understand the meaning, but you get that it's in the right context. And this is one of those ones that I've used, yeah. precarious. So it's I've used it in a sentence. And How I, would you use it? Um, pre- precariously. So, uh, fuck, I, I, I can't, I know I've used it, but I can't even tell you right now. Yeah. When, when I've used it. You're so but, close. You're so close. I think, I feel like I know that this is a journey that I want to explore. I think that you can put it in a sentence. Yeah, okay. What, what's precariously? Uh, what is it? When would you say it? Just, so just go I, for the I, first thing that comes to mind. I was navigating over some rocks precariously. Okay, great. Perfect. I think that that's a, a fair use. So, precariously, mm. an adjective... One day we'll we'll do a whole um, episode on what adjectives are one day. But until then, um, not securely held or in position, dangerously likely to fall or collapse, a precarious ladder. Yeah, it's dependent on chance, uncertain. He made a precarious living as a painter. I think you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, I did. It's like when Bodhi 
climbed up onto the dinner table the other day. He was in a precarious Precariously on the dinner table. A precarious position. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, like, it I feels don't, like we're ESL. It's great. <laughs> no, I, I was about to say, I don't care what they say. We, 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 we are. We are better than we think. All right? <laughs> no, this, this, is, this is good. <clears throat> hey, before, before we go, I wanted to talk about uh, me going viral, being away. Uh, what, what do you what do you know about the the going viral story? What's what's your perspective well, on on well, my new all, fame? All I know is that you put up a photo, and it's all all it is is this family. I mean, all it is it's a it's a fucking great photo. A family in a pool, and then this obviously like their daughter or their friend, and they're all taking a photo yep. on this one camera. And what, I don't know what your caption was. Something like supporting the. Oh, it's nice when the family's supporting. The Instagram uh, lifestyle, or something like that. Yeah. So basically, we're st- where we're staying, um, <clears throat> we're staying on an island in Italy, but the the hotel that we're staying at has a lot of um, like Europeans, bunch of Russians, and stuff like that. So there's it's awesome because you get this real. You don't only get the cultural differences of. Um, you know the the country that you're in, but we're getting the nuances that is the people who are staying where we're staying, and we're staying with. I'm talking quieter because I'm next to the pool, but um, and I saw them at breakfast. But basically, there's what I believe to be a Russian family, and the daughter um, within that family must be considered the hottest thing um, ever, sort of created because they have been taking so many photos of um, her in different positions. So like in the pool, they did a big photo shoot all on like just a phone. And then I was watching them having dinner and she was like, she'd do a photo of her holding a glass and then she'd do one, like then they would walk, they'd move positions and then she'd be next to a tree and then she'd be next to the sunset. Like it's full on. So anyway, I was looking outside our balcony and I saw the... um, the girl in one pool and then the dad and the mum was in the spa from a distance like taking a photo of her sort of leaning over um sensually anyway uh the brother initially who i believe to be the brother was sort of walking in front of the shot and all that sort of thing and just sort of being a little bit of a smart ass like he was over it but then he got right involved and he was like, he realized that if he's going to want to be in the family, he's got to pay his sister some attention. And so he has gone over and he's leaning on his mum and dad looking at the, the phone screen as they're taking a photo. So I've got this photo of this family in their bathers, all sort of huddled around, the son sort of hugging the parents as they're taking a photo of their daughter in a bikini. And I put the you couldn't really see their faces it felt like it was a distant enough photo that I didn't feel like it was some sort of public shaming and I said um something along the lines of uh, you know when your family is supportive of your Instagram modeling career and at the time when you and I have a big Instagram post one that we're really proud of we talk about it I said 
TJ, I was messaging you. I'm on my holiday. I'm messaging you. I'm like, mate, this is going to blow up. I can tell I'm going to get over you know, the most likes I've ever got, gotten on a post. And so that's where it uh, left. That was on, I think, Sunday night, which is, if anyone doesn't know, Sunday night, optimum time. You'll, you'll hear the best um, <laughs> wedding announcements and sort of... Uh, <laughs> on on a Sunday, that's when people are dropping the big news for the the highest amount of engagement, and um, it did very well. And then I woke up uh, Monday morning having breakfast, and I see Brown Cardigan, which is like the fuck Jerry of Australia, mm. posted the photo, and it's got thousands and thousands of likes. So I've basically retired as a content creator, feeling good about myself, <laughs> and. Um, Sort of looking around breakfast, you know, in the mornings at the hotel thinking, if only everyone knew the sort of exposure that I've given this place. And they, I mean, she's getting no uh, followers. I really want you to dig deep and try and see if you can find her account. And then we can see, I mean, you might be the one that's like, uh, she might be the one that's laughing. She might have 7 million Russian followers and she's actually getting paid to be there and you're a sucker who's paying to be at that hotel so the tables might be switched <laughs> and you've actually got her more exposure and she's just made a lot more money I really hope that she is actually getting um, paid because it's a, it's a lot of work but that's what the one thing that I have been thinking about with this trip is at the beginning, beginning of the trip I was sort of obsessed about not being a tourist and now my concern has moved from not worrying about being a tourist, but worrying about being a good traveller. And I wonder with what she's doing, is she being a good traveller? And I know that like in the last few days, as we're on a relaxing island, I've spent a bunch of time. I paid for the masterclass.com um, subscription, so I have access to all their masterclasses and I'm watching... Um, videos on Malcolm Gladwell, the author, talking about writing and just going delving down that. And I do have moments where I'm like, maybe if you're on an island in summer, you shouldn't be in your hotel room watching Malcolm Gladwell tell you how to develop a story. Yeah. What's your vibe? What's your feedback to me? No, I'm I'm the guy on your shoulder that is saying that same thing. Get out there explore but I think I think travel is unique for everybody and it's up to you what you want to do with it I mean this might be her version of fun getting the family around and um, in her bikini in the pool and she might be the one who's nailing her version of holiday yeah her version it's so true because like what else are you, what else are you actually going to do like mm. um like what's the alternative just like being in the pool. She's getting some content. She's having some fun. I've, um, it's definitely a mix. Like yesterday, um, Bree and I were like, we had a really chill one. I sort of, um, Bree spends a lot more time in the sun than I like spending. And, um, but then at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Like we were sort of getting ready just to sort of chill out, chill out for the evening. And I was like, actually, let's just go out and explore. So we went and <clears throat> found a bar and we had a pina, col- pina colata, a couple of pina coladas. And, um, Do not some, say uh, it like that uh, to anybody uh, over there. Is that not how you... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know if they they uh, it's probably good. I'm probably pronouncing my pronouncing my words. Pronouncing pronounce. Why do some people say pronouncing? Some people say pronouncing. Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? I've never met anyone who says no. the the way that you said it. <laughs> Pronounce well. You know how people say pronunciation. Yeah, but it's a different. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's an extended word. All right, we're forget, we're leaving it there. Josh has gone viral. That's the name of the yeah. episode. Hi at the Daily Talk Show dot com. Yeah. If you've listened this far, we love you. Yeah, thank you. So no, we really do love you, and it's going, we're very excited. Like this, even though this this does have the little bit of hardness in regards to effort. And the um, you know the amount of effort that you put in versus the quality that's coming out maybe isn't completely aligned. We like I am more excited than ever. The more that we do this about what's to come, and episode five hundred and a thousand and fifteen hundred and episode ten thousand. That's uh, that's what I'm excited about anyway. Maybe I've gone too grandiose. But uh, it's a daily when talk did I show. Have to everyone, get my tattoo? Uh, hi at the daily talk show dot com. Uh, probably, I think it was episode one hundred and fifty. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> could you imagine? That'd be a oh, good okay. treat. Maybe we, maybe you could get one in LA. Maybe, um, yeah, maybe. there'd be some. If I organise an LA tattooist, we, we could yeah, even do right. that. Maybe you could get a. Maybe you could get Sandra Sully's name tattooed <laughs> for episode two hundred. That could be a nice treat. Uh, anyway, the Daily Talk Show. Have a good one, everyone. 